It's the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time to head over to the World News Center for our weekly chat with Bill McCormick. And Bill, good morning. How are you? I am wonderful. I've, I've got coffee. I'm got sunshine. I mean, what more do I need to face the day? And you've got, uh, we've got White Sox opening day. Yay! Go team, go. Can't ask for much more. We'll see if they actually play, but... Uh... Well, they're one of the few teams that uh, they looked at the weather forecast and said, and I love when one guy goes, it's the White Sox. Unless they need snowshoes, they're playing. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens. Well, that's okay. But, when the, the Bears build their dome stadium out in Arlington Heights, then the Sox can move out there too, and they'll have a dome, and everybody will rotate. There you go. There you go. It'll be perfect. No one will even think about it. Do you remember those multi-use stadiums in the 70s? I don't know if you're old enough. Yeah, I'm I'm old enough. Like Riverfront and Three Rivers and even down in St. Louis, the old Bush Stadium. Yeah, they were terrible. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. especially for baseball, you're nowhere near the game. Right. It, it, oh, they were just god-awful stadiums. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea on paper until you tried putting people in there, and then it just didn't work anymore. Right. Well, I, I loved the—it the, was AstroTurf for football, so you would just have— the little cutouts at, at each of the bases for baseball. You didn't even have your your dirt infield, your full dirt infield. Yeah, it. Uh, there were some pretty funny things, but oh well, we move on. Life we've evolved since then. Hopefully, sure, a little. But that turf made uh, made somebody like Ozzie Smith a Hall of Famer, and he wouldn't be today. No, that's true. That's true. Um, you could, you know, not many times in your life were you going to catch a you know a pitted astroturf field. Right. You know, like when you. Uh, Soldier Field, a few years back, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I was working with a band, uh, some bands, and we had to go down to Soldier Field to do part of the halftime thing one Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the, we were walking towards the field, and I was like, I actually called the security. I was like, this is too dangerous for these people to walk out on because they're in heels and stuff. They are going to die on this field. There's going to be ripped up ankles. Your insurance bills are going to be insane. So they went and got us uh, two by fours. And laid them side by side and laid them out so they could get to the stage, like walking a little yeah. bridge in one of those Indiana Jones movies. But at least we got everybody there. It's not like so. the the artificial turf now that can mimic a grass surface. Back then, it was pretty much like you know carpet over concrete. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was not a good place to be if you had bad knees or you fall down. Uh, it was going to hurt. I mean, we just did a marching band thing up at uh, Northwestern, and the stadium there, that was the worst turf I had i had ever been on. And I'd been on bad turf. Yeah. yeah. And for what you pay for Northwestern tuition, they should have had, you know, uh, all the bells and whistles. Or at least one of the bells and maybe half a whistle. But, you at, know, at least. At least yeah. make an effort. Yeah, right. Make an effort. All right, uh, let's move on here, because I'm pretty sure nobody listening is going, wow, that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing, guys. Um, well, we can talk sports here. We know about sports. And that's true. That's true. We do. Um, but I actually, I wanted to do a quick uh, update or a kind of a shout out, a PSA, a warning okay. for our listeners. Um, this is kind of, it's one of those things that eat, it raises its ugly head every now and then. Um, there's a couple of companies out of Russia and I'm on one of the mailing lists. It's hysterical. It'll be, you'll get 20 different emails, all ostensibly from 20 different companies, Okay. but, but they're not. And usually they they run along these lines, your account at pick a company name, is delinquent. Click here to enter your credit card information to get your account at company name reinstated or reactivated. Oh, I've seen several of those in my spam. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually they're for um, usually they're for online anti <laughs> antivirus software like McAfee, Norton, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, a couple of quick things. You can save yourself a lot of trouble. Do you actually have those programs on your machine? Um, more and more people don't. There are a variety of alternatives that are less memory intrusive. Uh, don't come loaded onto things. It can then make your life just much easier. So a lot more machines, especially being made these days, don't come with those programs. So the odds are kind of against you having them in the first place. Um, second of all, even if you do have one of those machines, this is the same thing I tell people when you get an, when you get a supposed email from your bank. Your account is overdrawn. Please enter your information here so we can help you. Mm-hmm. Don't. Go to your bank's website. You know, Go to mybank.com or go to myantivirus.com, whatever company it is. Go to their website. Enter in your login information if you're a member, and if not, just ignore all of this. Um, but enter in your login information and then see where they're at. Um, 99 times out of 100, nothing's wrong. And for banks, they're going to send you stuff that's going to be in your name, your, your real name. It's not going to be in your, hey, Bob, email at, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's a problem there because they don't really know. Or, you know, like I use Bill online. Uh, the name everybody knows me by, but my real given name, my birth name, the name that's on all my legal IDs is William. So if you're just going off my email, it's like, hey, Bill, your bank account's overdrawn. Well, Bill's, Bill's account may be overdrawn, but William's is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, come on. Uh, your you your know, bank's just treating you like a friend. Come on. Just the, the <laughs> colloquialisms. Yeah, it's funny uh, you mentioned that. My bank has a nickname thing. So when you go in there, they call you by your nickname. Oh, okay. But all, but all documents that they send are in your legal name. Everything mm-hmm. they send for you is in your legal name. And it's specifically designed to prevent people from logging onto something going, Oh, they always call me. So, you know, they call me bill at the bank. So they must be free. Right. Um, to prevent that, everything I get from the bank via email or text message, it's always to William. Everything's to William. Um, and obviously spammers and, you know, Latvia or wherever, they're not going to know that. So, um, so it's pretty easy to weed through it, but basically folks, if you think it's something is wrong at one of your bank accounts or one of your antivirus programs or one of your anythings, go to the root company, go to the company you got the service from or that you have an account with, go to them directly and then look into it. If something's wrong, you'll find out right away and you can fix it or deal with it or, you know, whatever needs to be done. But do not under any circumstances, click those links you get in an email. Please don't. And I, I say this, we've talked about this before, but it starts rolling up, especially on my Twitter feed. And this week, especially I had like five different people say, my grandma just did. And it's like, it's the same story problem. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for people. It's not, you know, you can't tell them they're stupid because they see something that says, you know, you get the bank of America says you're overdrawn. I didn't know I even had a bank of America. I better click into that. Right. And you know, no, just please don't, you know, and for those of you who have older relatives who are not tech savvy, or you have any relatives who are not tech savvy, um, put some barriers on their machines, you know, put the, they, they require uh, two, two, uh, two point uh, protocol. So they can't just sign in with an email. They also need to get a phone call, you know, or a, a text message. It just keeps them from signing into stuff that they don't need to sign into. And uh, you can do that on pretty much any machine. And I highly recommend you do. If you don't know how to do it, hire an IT tech. It sets you back about 40 to $50 for an hour for them to do that. Unless you go to a major chain store, then it's going to set you back a hundred bucks. But, but you, you reach out to the IT tech, don't, because there are people that will prey on, on the elderly and the unsuspecting and will say, hi, I'm from Microsoft and we've detected a virus on your computer. Like, no, they haven't. Okay. And, and no, they're not. One of our, one of our regular listeners uh, prior, in fact, what prompted me to start making these announcements from time to time was a lady that I know she's a little bit younger than me, hell of a lot better looking. And, um, 
she got one of those things. It's like from Microsoft, like, you know, we're going to go through your computer now and we're going to fix this. There's all this stuff wrong. And she gave them her credit card information. They billed her like four or $500 mm-hmm. uh, right off the top. Um, they were putting viruses on her machine. Um, she became suspicious for something. I, somewhere down the line, they said something weird. It was like, wait a minute, what? And she turned everything off. And I'm relatively stabby on a computer. And I went there with some antivirus programs. And my antivirus program lit up like Christmas. Hmm. It was like it was it was finding stuff in every single file that had a password in it. It was just like these guys just loaded the machine. Your banking stuff, they they had that info. Everything they had, so we had to go in, and she had to change passwords to I think I don't fifty sixty things. Wow. Um, you know, ranging from her Adobe account to her bank account to her school account because she was going back to mas- get her master's degree. All of it had to be changed because anything that had anything to do with financial information, they had access to it. It was amazing. I was, I was actually impressed. I like it. it, it as a, you know, one IT guy to another, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. But as one human being to another, I'm like, you guys are jerks. Yeah. I mean, you're raw, raw bottom jerks, just jerks. As long um, as so. we're talking about this, then I want to mention a, a scam to warn people about. And I guess this comes because hackers have gotten into one of your friends' emails because it looks like it's coming from one of your friends. And it's like, hey, so-and-so has sent you a Google Doc and click here. And when you click on it, it does take you to a screen that says Google Docs sign in. But it's not Google Documents. It's an app these scammers have created called Google Docs. And you log in and now they have your actual Gmail login and password and then they start going through your stuff. Right. Um, As a quick note on that, um, I was going to get to that one. So thank you for bringing it up. Sure. Uh, Google Docs doesn't require you to log in if you're sent a link because the link is password protected by the person who sends it. Mm-hmm. So if I send you a link, if Ryan Gatenby gets a link from Bill McCormick, it's going to click in and it's going to take you to my account to look at the document. You don't have to log into your account. You don't have to have an account. That's right. why I'm sending you the password protected link. So if you get asked for a password for a Google Doc or a Google spreadsheet or anything like that, just turn it off because it's not from an authorized user. It's not from an authorized sender. And they, by the way, they don't actually have to hack into your friend's account to do that. What they do, um, it's called ghosting. They pretend to be the underlying, you know, the, and it might say Ryan Gatenby at the world's hottest DJ.com, but the underlying email, if you were to look at it, it'd be one, two, three, four, six, six, six at, you know, Moscow loves you.com. So are they just um, guessing that I know someone that's like, I, I, I don't know anyone named Sylvia, but if they said, Hey, Sylvia has sent you a Google doc. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know Sylvia. I better click on this and clear it up. Is that what they're, they're hoping people will do? No. What, what happens is they, they'll, they can sometimes get access, especially if you have Google Gmail is actually pretty good about this, but there are several other email services that kind of get a little shaky for me. Uh, protecting your address book and all they can get is the email addresses that's the one thing because you use those a lot mm-hmm. and they can actually look and see the last 100 200 email addresses you use in your account and they rip out the ones to professional affiliations like if you wrote your bank they're not going to they're not going to write your bank and say hey he's got a google doc for you because they know that's going nowhere yeah um but they can whip it out and then it takes them from getting the address book to sending out the email it's about five minutes of downtime it's it's amazing how fast it is. And I have a friend of mine who uh, used to be a hacker and now is working for the government, helping them find hackers. Uh, thanks to a lenient judge, <laughs> he got that new job. Um, but one of the things he said, and I, I believe him sincerely, is that if he can get anywhere near your computer, you know, online, if he can access your stuff remotely, he can at least have your address book and some basic information inside of two minutes. Hmm. In another two minutes, he can have it manipulated. Another minute to fill in the form to make a bulk email, and out it goes. Wow. 
So just don't click on anything from someone you don't. Just don't click on anything. It's, no, it's, it's just it. come to that. Just don't don't click on things. Just stop. Everyone, no, stop clicking. Yeah, do not click on anything. If it's something that concerns you, reach out to the person. Reach out to the company. Do not click on something in an email. I just I can't iterate that enough. Reiterate that enough. Specify. Insist on this enough. Um, and if you again, if you know someone who's not tech savvy, who could be fooled by some of these things, help put some protections on their machine or help do help them go through emails. Like, you know, come in a couple times a week and just say, Hey grandma, we're going to go through your emails now. And did you order jelly from such and such, you know, whatever. Um, you can just please be careful out there. You know, the, the scams are nuts. Um, I, I look at the numbers that uh, the last thing I saw from the FBI is they, they're doing about a hundred thousand dollars an hour mm. in scam money. Well, I didn't, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I didn't intend to talk about this the whole segment, but as long as we're doing that, there is another one. If you get a text message supposedly from your bank saying overdrawn, click here to call us, and it's a phone number. You look up the real phone number from your bank because you you click that number, you're dialing a scammer who's going to take your bank info. Exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I have Chase Bank. Not that that means anything to anyone, but oh, now I know. I click, 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 yeah. click, click. I mean, because I do a lot of work overseas with uh, my books and stuff like that. So I needed a bank that had offices over there and had officers over there. And uh, it was just, you know, not like I'm any big guy, but, you know, here I am. And But they have a thing that's, you know, absolutely is like, you you can call Chase Bank from this number or this number. If you see anything other than these two numbers, don't call them. Um, and, and they always say, we never send you a phone. We num- we'll never send you a text message with a phone number in it. We will send you a text message saying, call us. And that's it, because you have to go online or figure out how to get their number or pull it up from your address book. I have my banker's name and phone number are in my address book, and anything I need to call on, I punch up his name. And this is true. This is true. I can honestly tell people, no matter what, if I ever have a problem with my money, I can call Jesus and get it fixed. <laughs> is that your IT guy? No, that's uh, that's my banker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can literally say, Jesus saved me money. <laughs> banking with Jesus. You should also be careful, as long as we're talking about this, there could be a number that looks like the number, but that could be spoofed. And, you know, you got to be be concerned about that. Like, oh, wait a minute, that call looks like it's coming from Chase. I better pick this up. Yeah, if you answer it, it's one thing. If you respond to it or give them any information, don't do that. Call, you know, it's like if they call you and they're like, hey, this is a call from Chase Bank. You go, cool, I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom right now. I'll call you back in five and hang up. And then call Chase directly and say, okay, you guys are calling me. What's up? And 99 times out of 100, they're going to go, we never, nobody's calling you. Nobody's mm-hmm. calling you. You know, please ignore those calls. And the one time out of 100 that it is something, they're going to go, oh, okay, Mr. Keaton, yeah, there's a problem with your third account that deals with offshore gambling. We're going to need to work out something here. Whatever, you know, I'm making that up. I know you don't do offshore gambling. But, um, yeah, come on, you're going to get me in trouble here. <laughs> but, uh, but my point is that, if there is something, they will bring it up to you right away when you, when you call them. Do not do not just randomly, you know, start handing out information over the internet. Do not spoof and don't call a spoof yeah. number. You know, just just don't, just absolutely don't. And if someone calls you, like I said, my my go to whenever something like that comes up is like, you know, hey, I'm rushing to the bathroom right now. I'll call you right back and hang up. Hmm. And then you know, I'll call my bank just in case, just in case there was something. In the years I've been doing, you know, taking that precaution, there's never been anything, 
But the one time that there is, I don't want to miss out on it. I don't want something bad to happen to me because I missed it. And it's nobody, I'm not wasting anybody's time. Their job is to go, nope, we didn't call you. No, there's nothing wrong with your account. Absolutely. Thank you. Boom, boom, you know. Well, that's good. The past few weeks, I thought I was being really irresponsible by continually overdrawing my Wells Fargo account, even though I've never had one. Yeah, I feel the same way about my Bank of America account, which I had one, but it was in it was before Bank of America became Bank of America, so that'd be like around 1997. Okay. <laughs> so it's been a bit. I mean, uh, all right. Well, I didn't think we'd talk about frauds and scams this whole time, but this is good. Occasionally, we do a public service thing. We get credit for this. I could submit this for an award. So we'll go back to comic books and stuff next week. Uh, let's see. At Bill McSciFi at the big wake up call. You'll find us. Bill, thanks as uh, always, and uh, we'll talk next time. All right, my friend. You take care. Bye.